0: me as a literature enthusiast, one thing I've been able to appreciate from literature is that it allows you to live um, beyond your reality, right? It allows you to walk a mile in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and be able to understand other issues better, you know, realities you would have never got to access.
1: The blind spot begins in the present day, Mm -hmm. And um, it is uh, set in a situation where there's uh, quite similar to what we have going on in the country right now Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, food insecurity, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, political unrest, and uh, it actually begins with demonstrations.
2: For me, it will be two issues. Number one is uh, I would really love policymakers to actually pick up this text and uh, read this text and see how dire the situation is. Recently, Tifa actually released a research that says like a third of Kenyans are actually sleeping hungry. You're listening to the Chakula podcast.
3: Welcome to the Chakula podcast, a podcast of the Root of Food Initiative, which is a program component of the Heinrich Ball Stiftung Nairobi office. We bring to you relevant issues and discussions about food in Kenya and beyond. We break down topics and dig deeper into day-to-day happenings in food and farming systems, giving a holistic view on the food we eat. I'm your host, Phyllis Smolya. Thank you so much for listening in today. Today's topic will be more on a graphic novel which you published in February. It's called The Blind Spot. And the graphic novel brings to life different ways in which politics plays out in Kenya's food system in the form of a visually compelling political drama set in a fictional future county in Kenya.
0: You can download the blind spot at the Root to Food website, roottofood.org, or the Freehand Studios website, freehandmovement.com.
3: I'm joined by Chief Nyamoya, Udawa, and Amol Awur. I'll let them introduce themselves at some point, but I think it's very important for us to mention how mainstream and unmainstream media spaces provide a platform for people to influence politics, cue social discourse, shape public opinion and attitudes. And present academic research or technical topics in a relatable way. Perhaps most importantly, non-mainstream communications can entertain us and pique our curiosity about topics we might not ordinarily pay attention to. At the Root to Food Initiative, we recognize and believe that creativity, alternative content platforms, and art in generally can prompt discussions on Important political, social, economic, and environmental issues affecting Kenyan society. One such problem is chronic food insecurity and lack of political accountability to address structural causes of hunger towards progressive realization of the human right to food. To continue advocating for sustainable food and farming systems and human rights, with the support of Chief Nyamoya of Freehand Studios, we created the Blind Spot. Over to you, you can go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Feli. Uh, as you said, my name is Chief Nyamoya. I'm the co-founder and creative director of Freehand Studios, which is an animation and social impact studio here in Nairobi. And I'm also the uh, author and illustrator of The Blind Spot.
0: Over to you, Batha. Okay. Thank you, <coughs> Feli. i um, Batha Odawa. I'm a lawyer by profession. However, I'm also a book reviewer on my bookstagram platform, which is at aliveinstory underscore KE on Instagram. Um, in addition to that, I'm also a literature enthusiast as well as a polyglot, and I believe in art as a form of consciousness raising. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Bertha. Yes, Amol.
2: Okay, thank you, Feli. My name is Amol Awor. I'm a sub-editor with the Star. I'm also a writer and a journalist, and I'm also passionate about literature, and this is a conversation that I'm really looking forward to.
3: Yeah, thank yes. you all for joining us today. Yes. We are really happy to have... The three of you on the show today, really excited to get your insights, Chief, and also your immediate reactions after reading the novel, the novel Amol and Bartha. So I think, Chief, to start us off, I, I think it would be really good and nice of you to share with our audience on the main characters of the novel and um, basically the storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful. So the blind spot begins in the present day. Mm-hmm. And um, it is uh, set in a situation where there's uh, quite similar to what we have going on in the country right now mm-hmm. a lot of uh, food insecurity, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, political unrest, and uh, it actually begins with demonstrations. Obviously, we had no way of knowing that we would be in the current situation. This was yes, in February, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. but uh, in the in the book, there are demonstrations, and there's a large crowd heading to to storm head, uh, heading to storm to the to the governor's <coughs> mansion, mm-hmm. and uh, they're carrying a coffin with them of a farmer who'd committed suicide, uh, you know, uh, because of uh, not being able to pay pay loans, yeah. and this is quite similar to how. A lot of farmers were taking their lives in India. I was inspired by that, and yeah, uh, a, yeah. a lot of farmer suicides also inspired the 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 protests that happened in India. So uh, they they succeed. They actually do pull off the revolution. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting way of taking the book because so many stories talk about the struggle for, for 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 political revolution, but they very rarely talk about what happens on the day after. Yes. Classic case in point is the book. Uh, uh, the, the Alan Moore book V for Vendetta yeah. where the whole yeah. thing is about overthrowing the, the dictatorial regime yeah. and yeah. then yeah. finally they have this big explosion and you know they topple the regime yeah. and we don't know what happens next yes. and really the juice really the most interesting part of, um, of of political struggle is what happens on the day after yeah. how do you deal with counter-revolution how do you deal with entrenched uh, behaviours patterns interests yeah. And those are what the book gets into. And yeah. um, so the the figure who leads this revolution is an, is an old man by the name Maona. Mm-hmm. and Maona is the one who, who 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 takes over after the revolution with his party called uh, Chama Cha (CCW). Um, it's a revolutionary party. But what happens is, of course, the old man passes. Um, the, uh, the then the the this is multinational called the Green Shoots Corporation mm-hmm. that comes in. And uh, this being an agricultural county, they find that they're able to to take over mm-hmm. uh, agriculture in, in in the county. You know, uh, land buying, contract farming, using all this using all these techniques. Mm-hmm. So you end up with the aesthetics of the revolution, but in actual fact, it it is it has become the the entire county has al- almost become a wholly owned subsidiary of this uh, corporation, mm-hmm. Green shoots, yeah. and um, so. The granddaughter of the of the figure of the revolution, and also this is a country which is familiar with like dynastic politics and you know politics running in families. So I also wanted to play on that. So the granddaughter uh, and the grand and the grandson, they are people who have two different differing perspectives on on the direction that the party is taking. Um, we have Yona, who is a much more conventional politician who wants to work with a corporation and says, you know, part of my job description as a as a governor, as a prospective governor, because he's running for governor, is to attract investors and to make sure investors are comfortable. And But there's another faction which says, no, this is not what we struggled for in the revolution. Yeah. So without giving too much away in the story, it's only 25 pages. <laughs> if yeah, I keep, you're actually, if yeah. I keep talking, we'll, we'll, we'll give the whole thing away. Yeah. But basically, that's what the book was trying to explore, and it yeah. explores the different factions in the party. Um, and yeah, uh yeah, it, it was it was a very good platform for explaining yeah, all these yeah. issues. Yeah.
3: Chief, the cover the cover of the graphic novel is really really amazing, and yeah, I feel like you. you can share a bit of information on why specifically Sifa, yes. who Sifa is, so, and also the title, yes. the blind spot. Why uh-huh. did we? Why did you decide mm-hmm. to choose? The Blind Spot as the mm. title of the magazine mm-hmm. the, or the graphic novel.
1: So, maybe I'll start with the title. Mm-hmm. I cannot actually take credit for the title. That was my, my wife's choice, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Thank you, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, we actually finished the story and finished the artwork before we had a title you 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 know fairly how many names we went through a lot of terrible names power vacuums do you yeah. Watch? <laughs> and yeah, yeah she just had a stroke of insight and she was like why don't you try the blind spot yeah. because it's it's a it's an area that we're not looking at that could use some attention you know food security agroecology you know like when i was growing up i never heard any word like agroecology you know so yeah uh, or ecological farming. And I grew up in a family of farmers. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was put through school through farming and this word never showed up. So yeah. it is it is definitely a blind spot.
3: And maybe if, chief, for, just to yeah, be a spoiler here, yeah. and maybe also, because I was still part of it, the blind spot is also the politics of food that we really never get to see. Yeah, It happens on a daily basis, but... Yeah. We really never get to see and talk about it as much as we're supposed to be talking about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. As for the cover art, one of the most useless sayings I've, I've heard is that you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the world of comics, that is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. The cover yeah. is what makes people pick up the book off yeah. the shelf. So we had to really take time with this. Um, I wanted a striking face, a face that commands attention. Yeah. Um, she has an intense glare that's hidden behind the glasses and, and the two glasses show a kind of conflict. You have green and red in the two different lenses. So that's already a kind of dissonance. Mm-hmm. And one, one, one lens shows a revolutionary situation. The other lens shows a peaceful agroecological situation. And we are sitting in, in, in the tension between those two. And yeah. all, all great stories involve conflict. They all involve a sort of philosophical conflict. And, yeah. and the, the, the images in her lenses hint at the conflict that she's looking at. That's what I was uh, I was going at
3: with that theme. Yes, thank you so much, Chief. Yeah. Bartha and Amol, you think, first I really want to thank you for the reviews. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. We really don't take it for granted at the yeah. Root Food Initiative, taking your time, yeah. going through the novel and also writing something about the novel. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. But I'm just curious to know, when you first picked up the novel, what really stood out for you? Yeah. What... Basically, what were your first reactions after reading the novel? And even after just picking up
2: the copy? Okay. The, the, f- the first moment I read uh, Blind Spot, I was fascinated by the idea of using comics as a genre, as a subgenre of, of literature. Because uh, most conversations we've had around food security, around climate change, around agricultural issues have been dominated by these policymakers in these offices where people talk about hard stuff. We're going to empower farmers, we're going to give power uh, farmers subsidized agriculture. S- sorry, no subsidi- subsidized fertilizers. <laughs> 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 subsidized, agri- uh, subsidized fertilizer. So when uh, Nyamwe actually published these comics, and I grew up also reading comics like uh, the likes of Kam and...
1: Juwakalulu.
2: Juwakalulu in the uh, Taifa Leo. Was it in Taifa uh-huh. Leo or where, where was it?
1: It's stifle yeah. yes. <laughs> so
2: yes. So I was really... We are betraying
1: our age.
2: Yes. <laughs> I was really interested in this kind of format of trying to create a conversation, trying to create a debate on these fundamental issues that are now affecting us in the 21st century. And uh, the idea of comics, as opposed to other subgenres, is that the reader is not struggling to create these mental pictures. The reader is actually seeing the images, these graphic images and... These people are going to storm Kajibora, City Hall, and there's, there's that immediacy of, of, of interacting with the text. And I think that's something really, which really stood out for me. And then the second one was about the involvement of young people in agricultural issues. Initially in the past, we used to associate agriculture with old people or primitive people or backward people. Mm-hmm. But in the case of Sifa and, uh, and Yoni, even though they have got this uh, these opposing views on how they view food security issues at least they are re- they're, they're involved in the debate mm-hmm. they're in, involved in, the, in all these philosophical issues these ideological issues and I think that's that that's something that I really uh, I really find fascinating because the involvement of young people in, in the 21st century today mm-hmm. like uh, when now we're dealing with a, a very dire situation in the country mm-hmm. is very important and very integral and uh, the government actually needs to come in and bring more young people on board. We need to reintroduce 4K clubs. Mm -hmm. Remember when we were studying, we were schooling in the the 90s. I I, I was in the primary school in the 90s. I finished in the early 2000s. So I think this is something that the government, the policymakers, all these guys who are involved need to bring young people on board and get involved in agricultural issues. And lastly, the third one that I think is the most important that should actually catalyze all this conversation is about creating an awareness in the society because I always believe that I come from the school of thought that believes that any work of art should actually disturb our conscience Mm -hmm. it should actually trigger us to, 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 to act I don't necessarily have to read this book and go and start doing my farming there in western Kenya, no but the most important thing is, what am I going to do with my with my skills as a professional? What am I going to do to contribute to the conversation around food security? So I think those are the three issues that really stood out for me. And then the question I wanted to pose to Chief Niamoya is, uh, is this really a novel? I think that that's also debatable. Yeah. Is it really a novel or it's a magazine? And even better, can also chip in because... Initially, in my review, I call it a novel, and uh, right now, like, uh, in, the, in the recent days, I've been reflecting on, on, on the text, and I'm thinking, no, maybe it's not a novel. But of course, it, it's, not, it, it's not about even the issues it's addressing, but we can also just have a conversation about it, because the, more, the, 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 the genre, the subgenre of comics, they rarely take the form of uh, novels. I think you're familiar with this guy called Art Spiegelman, or what, what yes, is his Art Spiegelman. Name? Art Spiegelman, Spiel, yes. yeah. He wrote Mouse. Mm-hmm. He wrote Mouse, yeah. Yes. So I'm also interested in that conversation because even the subgenre that the artist uses, mm-hmm. it's also going to trigger like a conversation how we consume that text. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
3: maybe be, yeah. Thank you so much, Amol. Maybe yeah. before Chief answers the question, yeah. For Batha, yeah, what really stood out for you while you were reading the book, and what really made you do the book review?
0: Okay. Um, So what stood out for me was that it was actually a very timely read for me because I had been engaging in a lot of um, literary fiction like over the past year and in the beginning of this year and based in Africa. And what I had been noticing when I was going through all these works of um, literature was that really as Africans we, we, we are the same. We have the same problems, we have the same... Situation, and what struck me was the boldness in writing such a piece, because I normally find that in uh, in the political situation that we are in, um, you you might be aware of something, but then there's that uh, fear of you know just speaking out or writing a very bold piece of work that is essentially. Um, Pointing fingers, you know, stating that you know this is being done wrong. This is a problem. This is a huge gap that needs to be filled. And so that's what struck me really: um, the fact that this is a Kenyan piece of work that speaks to our situation as Kenyans, and this is think these are things that we see on the news every day. And we there's something about everyday life that we we start taking these things as normal. Um, however, we need to be consciously kind of nudged occasionally and such works of um, art do that like you remember that yes um, politicians are put in office to represent us but they're not doing that so we need to keep them accountable and we need to remember that we need to keep them accountable so that's what stuck me um, when I was reading the blind spot because I was like you know what we're taking these things casually but we need to wake up we need to be aware of the fact that we need to hold these people accountable. So that struck me. Um, the second thing was that um, the graphics are really stunning. Like, I like how Sifa looks. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the way she's been depicted, you know, the boldness. Um, mm-hmm. She's very, she she looks bold just by looking at her. And that also speaks to her character in the, in the graphic novel. Because then she, you know, she takes up um, something that she believes in and she carries it um forward and stands by it. So, yeah, that also struck me yeah. and made me want to review.
3: Yeah, and Batha, is it really different from all the other reviews that you've done on the other books that you've done? Is is the blind spot review really different from the other reviews that you've done?
0: Um it is a bit different because I think the fact that I could relate to it as a Kenyan made me want to relate it to, you know, Kenyan law and politics. So then other reviews I've done because they're not Essentially, based in, in the space where I'm living, mm-hmm. I wouldn't um, find that connection directly with, you know, what are the laws in the country, what's, what exactly is the ideal. Right. So there was that difference in the fact that I could relate to it directly, directly as a Kenyan. But then also it was different because it's the first graphic novel I've reviewed. Everything else I've, I've reviewed is like long, long form literature, prose. Yeah. So this was different because it was uh, shorter and I also had the visuals mm-hmm. to carry right. as well. So I was reviewing both the the literature and the graphics.
3: Yeah. yeah. Chief, any questions to me?
0: Because you're the author of the
3: book. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, my my questions would be around the medium as yeah. well, since you yeah. brought up the medium, yeah. and also since it was your first time yeah. uh, to review a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's,
2: it's also my first time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having having seen this, yeah. what do you see? Where else would you like to see the medium deployed? Um, now that you've had this this little taste how do you how, how do you see it in your imagination because i'm inside it i yes. it's it's like a fish inside water you only yeah. see water yeah. <laughs> from from your perspective how else can yeah. we use this medium
2: uh, okay first i i don't know whether cartoons and uh, c- cartoonies are also in the in the sub of comics mm-hmm. is, it, is it in the subgenre of comics well to be honest uh,
1: the mm. names oscillate i think yeah. i think they are all comics yeah. but generally speaking yeah. longer form comics yeah. get called graphic novels like mouse which yeah. you mentioned for yeah. example yeah. is 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 over 700 yeah, pages so it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a, a pretty a long one text, yeah. so maybe we misnamed this yeah. one by calling it a graphic novel it yeah. may be more accurate to call it yeah. a comic, a comic yeah. <laughs> um but because it's, yeah. it's 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 a little bit it's a little yeah, bit long yeah. um so I, I don't i don't I try to not get stuck in the names it's comics yeah, it's comics they yeah. are comics it's basically images yeah images next to text yeah
2: yeah yeah so i I don't know if uh, if uh, comics will also get space in our newspapers mm-hmm. and also in our digital magazines because nowadays you know especially in our newspapers we normally feature like carto- cartoonists
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we have really shrunk the space for uh, for comics, because we used to have comics even in the Daily Nation, mm-hmm. and nowadays we have really shrunk the space for that, that, that kind of subgenre. So I, do, I don't know if if it has got to do with the with the with the, with the finances mm-hmm. or with the, with the with the kind of the readers, the consumers who, who actually consume comics. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a, a huge debate because. In the past, we used to have a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. We used to have, have people like uh, Franco Doy. Of course, we used great. To have, Yeah, and then people used to love even M- Mado. Like remember, M- Mado still features in the standard, but nowadays they don't really, they don't really trigger conversations like mm-hmm. the, the way they used to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like in the past, people would really debate or talk about Mado's cartoon, like on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, we've really, we have really drawn back. Like it's not. The 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 the, co- the the comics or the artists who who are involved in in ca- cartooning and and comics have not been given that kind of platform, so in, it's it's only on these few occasions where like you 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 do this kind of book and then the very few the very people who consume this kind of art are very f- are, are very few, very few people actually consume this kind of art, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm really interested in in whether it's a it's a matter of audience,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's a matter of funding from the organizations that actually would really need to support comic artists so it's it's, it's something really open for me like i would mm. really not point out like mm. this is where comics should feature or.
1: could yeah. you say it's possibly because newspapers as a whole yeah. are struggling
2: yeah that's also and true, newspapers
1: yeah. as yeah. a whole yeah have been slashing budgets yeah. everywhere they can find them yeah, that not just true, yeah. with comics but yeah. also even with journalists With
2: journalists yeah yeah even with artistic like even book reviews like most newspapers nowadays don't even publish book, book reviews. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
2: think that's a conversation about even the mainstream media as a, as a platform and how it's evolving.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Are we going to just focus on issues to do with politics and put art in the back burner? Like it's a, it's a conversation that we really, we really need to have as artists.
0: You can download the Blind Spot at the Root to Food website, roottofood.org or the Freehand Studios website, freehandmovement.com. But quick, I just have a quick question. Yeah. The fact that you've said having
3: art and politics, having yeah. politics and having art as a...
2: Art in the back burner. Like we put it like we, we don't really give it much focus or emphasis.
3: But can't we not use art yes. to communicate still on politics?
2: We, we can, yeah. uh-huh. but we also need to give artists emphasis. We, we also need to feature artists on those publications. Like let, let's say, for example, if uh, Nyamoya has published this book, it will it will be an honor, an honor to nyamwea to be to, to actually be interviewed for, like in a, in a newspaper magazine
3: ah yes so
2: okay. if we don't actually give artists that spotlight
3: okay now I get yes. it yes yeah. and
2: then th- that's now where the question is like are we going to are we are we, are we, are we going to focus on other genres yeah. or other issues in society and actually neglect artists as, as a whole as 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 a, as a
0: genre yeah. Yeah. yeah okay thank you batha Anything to add? Uh, Maybe I'll just add that um, I actually think that a graphic novel is more accommodative in terms of Mm -hmm. audience um, in comparison to longer form literature. Because you find that um, not very many people would read like a 700 page book. But something with, you know, good graphics would actually attract more people to, to get into like these serious issues such as agroecology mm. and all that. So the audience would, I think it would have a wider reach. And in terms of um, like when Chief was asking, like, where do I see um, this kind of work in future? Like, I think if we keep on just raising awareness that this work exists, um, yeah. once someone sees the cover, they would want to, they would want to read, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. so I think the audience would be, would be larger for this kind of work. yeah.
1: So that means we have mm-hmm. a lot to do. Was okay. really, really, <laughs>
3: <lot to> <laughs> Okay. I think maybe, Chief, uh, I still need to come back to you because this is not your first graphic novel. You have trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you also have... Um, out of and learning. An, yeah, out of Unlearning. But I'm just curious to know while you were working on this, is it is it very different from the other graphic novels that you've done, mm-hmm. and how different was it, and mm-hmm. what really made I don't know mm-hmm. what what was also inspiring you when you were doing, when mm-hmm. you were working on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, one learning uh, my first like really long longer graphic novel mm-hmm. was entirely me. It was me going off. Uh, going away from Nairobi for close to two years, up country, just sitting myself with my thoughts, maybe scrolling the internet a bit, so it was just me, free, what do you call it, uh, stream of consciousness. Uh, With this one, it was a lot more, uh, there were a lot more experts involved. Mm -hmm. There was yourself, there was Emmanuel, I was constantly comparing notes, am I using the right word here? is there, do these images represent what agroecology looks like? Yeah. Um, uh, so there was constantly, it was more writing by committee, <laughs> 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 which has its problems and yeah. it also has its opportunities. So yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily move as fast as you, as you want, yes. but then everything is, is, is reviewed and it's a lot more, I would say a lot more maybe scientific.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the research has to be accurate in there. It's not yeah. just me freestyling yeah you know uh the closest thing i did to that was maybe trust the yeah. the, the book i did about uh blockchain yeah. which which also uh, my co-author was a blockchain expert she's blockchain mm-hmm. faculty in boston university okay so it was similar but then the unique constraint of this mm-hmm. was the size it is 25 pages and the content is not light how do you squeeze uh, politics and agroecology and, uh, and and food systems into twenty five pages plus graphics, and you can't put too much text in because you also have to leave space for for the images, and there is a rule: if uh, on a page you can't have more than you have to have less than a quarter of the of the space on a page being text. If you open any page here, you can see that the ratio of text to image. Uh, the text never takes up more than a quarter of the of the space, yeah. mm. so that is a very heavy constraint. It yeah. forces you to really, really shave off any fat. Yeah. People have no idea how much fat gets shaved. Like anything yeah. that can yeah. go, <laughs> even even a comma that can go goes. Mm. Yeah, if uh, any 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 way you can summarize what you're saying and and really break it down, mm. that's that becomes a really important skill. And then on top of that, doing that. While talking to three other people, yeah. that was, I think, the, 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 the unique challenge that the blind spot uh, demonstrated, and the fact that people are responding well well means we did something yeah. good. Yeah, that it yeah. kind of worked. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: And, and Phil, I wanted to jump in before you, yeah? you get to like you, you ask the next question. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Chief, when you say like uh, the the creation of blind spot was was also you involved so many people in the creation mm-hmm. of blind spot, and I always believe that art is a is a, is a lonely thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when your creative juices, you you, you really tap on your creative juices. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether that also influenced the way you produced this book, mm-hmm. like the way you imagined your characters, the way you created your characters. Mm-hmm. Is it that is it something that really affected you as an artist? Mm-hmm. Because I have this view of an artist who just sits somewhere in, in a dark room yes. and writes <laughs> and you don't want to be disturbed by people. Yes. Like, uh, if your wife or the, the kids are around you tell yes. them no that is not working yes daddy, don't, th- daddy doesn't want to be disturbed yes so I don't know whether that also influenced the way you produce this book because the reason why I'm asking this question is there's been this criticism where where ngos
3: mm-hmm.
2: have been accused of actually controlling artists mm-hmm. yeah how mm-hmm. they have they produce art. Mm-hmm. Because maybe maybe the organization that you're working with
1: mm-hmm.
2: is targeting, like, uh, is interested in a certain objective. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tell you, like, this is how you we, we should create these characters. This is how you should write. Mm-hmm. Like, so is, is, is that something, is, is, it, is it a challenge? Was it a challenge to you when you're creating this kind of book? It's interesting that you have chosen to ask me this question with, <laughs> with <laughs> Felice sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs>
1: so I don't know whether to give you the honest answer no, 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 no. or the friendlier. <laughs> Please be honest. <laughs> I mean, well, to be truthful, mm. it's always going to be easier to go off on your own, yeah. to go up country and just, you know, express yourself. Yeah. Uh, but then I would not have had the benefit of all the expert knowledge that people are, are, are deriving value from. So it's a trade-off. Yes, yes. You can't always have your cake and eat it. Yeah. The question just becomes how do we respect each other? Yeah. yeah. And how does it become a, a, a mutually respectful yeah. uh, creative process? Do, yeah. do do you get given the space yeah. that after we do all this deliberation… Yeah we allow you to to go off on your own and and, and have, because ultimately it's it's still a lonely process. It's a lonely process. Even if if you have this committee and you have all this input, uh, you still have to be alone in the middle of the night, chasing that deadline with nobody else present. Um, there are a few things that help it helps that my wife is my producer Yeah. so unlike other other men who uh, in the middle of the night you're being asked where are you <laughs> <laughs> if, if I go home too early she's asking me what are you doing here yeah. have you met your deadline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but yes it is yeah. at the end of the day yeah. it is a lonely process yeah. I still had to connect it to my own experience yeah. having lived we were just discussing before the interview with Bertha how yeah. we both had experience of living in North Rift, which yeah. is the breadbasket of Kenya yes. yeah. and I I had to draw on personal experience. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So at the end of the day, you set aside all the expert knowledge and, yeah. and everybody else, and then you have to yeah. remember what was it like being in Cherengani. Kajibora County, yeah. Kajibora is actually a real place. Yes. Yeah, It's a real place uh, somewhere in between Eldoret and, and Kitale there. And i drew on that knowledge my parents as i had said earlier were farmers i had to channel all that all that knowledge of 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 being on the farm what were the frustrations um i am very intimately familiar with the frustrations of 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 farming because my parents farmed i know how like everything else your your payment cycles your 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 expenses are on a monthly cycle but your revenue is in an annual cycle you know so you know problems with school fees and all yeah. those challenges. I'm intimately familiar with yeah. them. So I had to tap into those places. And those yeah. are very personal places to... Yeah. to. So w- when you read about the character Sifa, there's a lot of me in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
1: And all the characters that you create on all sides, the villains, the heroes, you will always... You'll always draw on you on yourself when you're creating these characters. That's the all. Uh, somebody said all writing is biography. It's biographical, yeah. Yeah. Even if, yeah. even if even yeah. if I never write yeah. something about myself yeah. explicitly, yes. you will find <laughs> you, yeah, pieces <laughs> of you in yeah. The find of me. Yeah,
2: that's true.
3: Yeah. Am I allowed yeah. to also comment on Absolutely. that? Absolutely, yeah, 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 you are. Because I feel like I'm oh, attacked. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really, because we're yeah. art. Yeah. It's also a work of art. I, yeah. think, I yeah. think
3: for us, what was the most interesting thing is that yeah. even as an NGO, not really as an NGO, but yeah. basically as an entity that's not government, yeah. for us, it's all it's all about values and getting someone who also is who aligns to the values that we really push for, yeah. and it's not that what we push for is something that's going to hurt you or yes. it's something that is outside this world. Yes. But getting someone who actually believes in what we do yes. was actually also easier during the whole process because yeah. Chief believes in what we do. Yeah. I also believe this, you also believe in human rights. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Food security. Food security, yeah. everyone being able to have food on the table, farmer rights, yeah. land rights, yeah. food sovereignty now. So getting someone who really relates to the work that we really yeah. work on and yeah. the issues that we really work on yeah. was actually very interesting yeah. Mm. Yeah. and that's why we all we ended up working with chief yeah we were not pushing ideas oh, possibly yes. to chief <laughs>
2: yeah, that's I the <laughs> that i disagree art really based in this country so there are those dynamics that and so i think know, a, must, it must be
1: alive to it's the, an the, important dynamics, point that yeah. feli has mentioned yeah. Yeah. and that's why freehand we define ourselves as a digital arts and social impact studio yes mm. we don't mm-hmm. just work with anybody mm. oh yeah, yeah yeah we have our own um values yeah. And we cannot work in something that is counteracting those values. Mm, For example, yeah, yeah. I have children. I yes. want them to grow up in a, yeah. I, I, in, in, in a planet that yeah. is that is still existing, you know, that has not <coughs> been toxified and yeah. destroyed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I find myself uh, taking contracts with yeah. a fossil fuel em- emitting company, this yeah. others. Well, let's know. not say company. So <laughs> we, 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 can, we can deduct that. <laughs> yeah. But it you really you yeah, understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would not be. I would be. In, I would be in conflict if yeah. I found myself, uh, you know, working in a political uh, ideology that yes. is contrary to yeah. the well-being of my children. Yeah, I cannot do that. Yeah. We are not just as they call in economics, homo economicus, rational being that's trying to maximize shareholder value. Mm. That is nonsense. Mm. A human being has values. And if those values are aligned in your work, your work is much more beautiful. Regardless, it doesn't have to be in comics. Whether it's in in law, um, you want to work in in a way that is enhancing your values, whether it's in journalism or or Mm. non-profits as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So thank you. That answers it you. Yeah. <laughs> no, back to you, yeah. Amol. Yes. As a journalist, yeah. do you feel that in your capacity, in yeah. your space, mm-hmm. position, and gives you the opportunity to question political, socioeconomic, economic, and environmental issues affecting Kenyan society,
2: Whoa. like what
3: transpires in the novel?
2: Okay, thank you. So I will, I will give my two answers: yes and a no. Uh, my yes is as a journalist. I'm I'm interested in informing the society and if I'm interested in informing the society, especially as a sub-editor, I need to talk to my reporters or the reporters, I need to talk to the correspondents to actually focus on the real issues that are affecting the society and if the real issues are food security, the real issues are climate change, I need to ask these reporters to focus on those fundamental issues as opposed to us focusing on other issues like politics like uh, like demonstrations for example, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just giving a, a, <laughs> an example, yeah. but of course demonstrations are also Important. Give, give, Giving, putting this conversation at the centre so as a journalist I believe that I should actually help my audience to get informed on the right issues that are affecting farmers mm-hmm. are affecting ordinary people and I uh, in, in, in that same breath, I will say that as a journalist, I'm also my hands are also tied in the sense that the mainstream media where I work in, there are people who control how stories are, uh, how, 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 we, how, 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 how we actually set the agenda in, in the society. So I will, I will, for example, be interested in sending a reporter to go to Northeastern and cover the drought that is happening there. But the editor... Is going to say, no, that's not an important story. Mm-hmm. Let us go to another place where there's a political rally and let us, uh, let us address that. So as a journalist or as a sub-editor, I'm in a conflicted situation where, yes, I can talk to the reporters and tell them this is the best story to work on. But also, I'm, I'm also hindered by the fact that the mainstream media is also controlled by, by these corporations, like uh, just the same way the, the Greenshot corporations control, control Mr., Mr. Yona. Sifa's uh, 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 brother. So there, 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 there are those factors that 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 are, uh, as a as a creative or as 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 a, as a sub editor, I have to I have to grapple with it in that mainstream media space.
3: And just I'm just curious, are there any other alternative spaces that you can use as a journalist just to push the agenda on your own as a freelance? Not that I'm advocating that you do freelance, but yeah. I'm saying as a journalist there, there are there in creative spaces, spaces that you could use. Yeah,
2: yeah. there are several spaces because where I did my review, like mm-hmm. I reviewed this book in in The Elephant, and The Elephant has given us, or, or alternative media as, as, as a whole has given uh, journalists who are not acceptable in the in the mainstream space mm-hmm. to actually experiment with so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe that if we can use alternative media platforms, like for example, there's Instagram, there's, there's uh, TikTok, there's TikTok. There are all these digital blogs and, and uh, magazines, journalists or people who are creatives can explore or can take advantage of those spaces to actually advance or put forward these critical issues of food security.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bartha, as a young woman, a law student and particularly a youth, what are some of the areas that you feel that youth could actually take part in? and how do they how do we also ensure that actually youth are also very interested on the work that we do and some of the political and social economic issues affecting the kenyan society
0: oh, okay um so okay as a young person like also engaging with like fellow young people mm-hmm. i've been able to see that um there've been various creative ways to get people to be conscious about like how they can participate in society and just know that this is not... Um, like when there's problems in society, we're not supposed to just sit by and watch. Um, we can do something about it, however small, and contribute. And these various ways are like, you know, like now the blind spot, if we're if we are able to get like, maybe even do mini, uh, I don't know, pub, publici- publicity, publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, forums in like universities, you know, get... Most universities have even like social clubs or environmental clubs and all that. So get those students to, you know, um, publicize the the book so that it it gets out there and people are able to know. And that also passes on the the information, right? But there's also like festivals. Like recently I saw um, Shoke Shoke Fest, Mm -hmm. which was um, like a concert. And every ticket purchased would translate to two trees being um, Mm. grown. So Mm. then that was an initiative to, you know, make young people more conscious of how they can contribute to the environment and still have fun um, from that. And once they do that, they're more conscious about, you know, are we, like, not being sustainable? How can we um, help the environment? Because, you know, the world is one, um, climate change is out there, and now that Food security is also an issue. Um, how how does that translate to political unrest and you know the order in society? Like everything is it's like a domino effect. Mm. When one when one thing is off, then the the other one follows suit. So then we just need to be more conscious by using more interesting um, initiatives to pass the information across, and the blind spot is one way to do that. And in addition to that, just Inform people of how exactly they can participate. Mm.
3: Yeah. We've now come to the end of the show. I must mm. say, this has been the most fun episode I've ever hosted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You think so? I, I think so.
3: Do you have any questions? Uh, but I still have a space for you to okay. share with us okay, okay. your call to action. Okay. Everyone will, The three of you will share your punchy statements with our audience. Yeah. What do you want them to carry with yeah. uh, from this conversation? Chief, you can start. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel that uh, the news comes at us as fragments. Every day you wake up, it's a new fragment being thrown in your face. There's a drought happening here. There's there's, you know, this happening here, uh, someone, someone took, uh, some farmer took their life somewhere else or mm-hmm. whatever. So it, it, that, that uh, fragmentation of information coming from every direction puts us in a state of crisis. It activates the amygdala and it creates well, a. was, it's, was that? I <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's the, the
3: part
1: it's, of the brain? It's, it's, yeah, it's an ancient part of the brain that okay. panic, fight, flight, okay. when you're in stress. Okay. Like if, if, if this studio were to catch fire, yeah. it's your amygdala yes. that would kick into action. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, what we are doing right now, you know, very rationally, going through issues. Yeah, yeah. That's higher functions. Yeah, you know? adrenaline levels are up. There. Amygdala is asleep right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> so, but that's that's the effect that yeah. uh, just giving, bombarding people with this crisis fragments yeah. has. What we look for in art, or at least what I look for in art, is to fuse, uh, to 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 see a pattern out of all these fragments, to see the world out of all these fragments. And that can only come from reflection. It can only come from time. It can only come... And usually you you don't get it in news bulletin. Usually you get it in art. That's the reason why we keep going back to something like Things Fall Apart, Chinua Achebe. Mm -hmm. Or um, you you understand so much more about the experience of colonialism in that work of fiction than you do... Receiving fragments, bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because it consolidates the fragments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what I would, what I will do, my call to action is a much broader one. I know yeah. we'll remind people to read the book. That's yeah. very important. Yeah. Subscribe, look for Freehand Studios online, me on Instagram, yeah. YouTube, etc. Yeah. As you do all of the above, yeah. my much broader call to action is to is to value <clears> art as a society. Yeah. We yeah. we have struggled to value art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always put the the economic imperatives <coughs> ahead of everything, yeah. and that's part of the reason why we're in the many crises we're in, both yeah. in journalism, yeah. in art, etc. Yeah. Yeah. If we can understand that these, uh, being able to connect these dots, is what will allow us to to create a society which we'd like our children and children's children to grow up in.
2: Yeah.
0: Batha? Yeah. Actually, I agree with Chief yeah. because. For me as a literature enthusiast, one thing I've been able to appreciate from literature is that it allows you to live um, beyond your reality, right? It allows you to walk a mile in someone else's shoes Mm -hmm. and be able to understand other issues better. You know, realities you would have never got to access. You get to access that through characters, through people. And one of the things I've found from good writing is a writer's ability to build good characters, because then it's the characters you remember. Like now in the blind spot, I'll always remember Sifa as being, you know, fierce and ready to (laughs) be, (laughs) you know, to to fight for what Mm. she believes in. And, you know, that allows you as a person to also think, Mm. if I'm in this situation now, will I be like Sifa? Like, what would Sifa do, right? Would I do that? So, Getting to value and appreciate art allows us as people to appreciate life and know that things are in our hands. Like we are able to mm. contribute somehow in society, and it's not just a, a passive experience that we get to participate. And that's why we we have the time that we have. Yeah. So my call to action would also be similar to Chief. Like mm. value art. <coughs> um, take time to take in art because then. Consciousness raising, it, it makes you remember that today is not just Friday, right? And it's not okay that drought is continuing to um, be a problem and there's people dying in the more arid areas of the country. Like, what can we do about that? Mm-hmm. What, are the, what are the state's resources that are being used in such activities and mm-hmm. how can they be channeled to places where they are needed more. Mm -hmm. And there's a concept I've come to um, engage with recently called long-termism, right? And a lot of researchers are now doing um, long-term research, Mm -hmm. basically thinking how will my research impact um, human life a hundred years from now? Like not just looking for solutions that are short, shorter term, mm-hmm. but solutions that think mm-hmm. of the future mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're going with the whole idea of sustainability and sustainable development goals and just thinking about the environment as something that we need to preserve for posterity and not just for the people who are there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's very really powerful. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, i <I'm> all.
2: <laughs> okay. So I think uh, for me, it will be Two issues. Number one is uh, I would really love policymakers to actually pick up this text and uh, read this text and see how dire the situation is. Like uh, recently Tifa actually released a research that says like a third of Kenyans are actually sleeping hungry. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we should not really feel that it's, it's something abstract or something really far from us. The people who are starving or the people who are going hungry are our family members some of our family members some of our friends so it would uh, if 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 i were in that position and i think that's the reason why i did the the review is let the minister for example the the cs for agriculture pick up this the, this book and also see irrespective of whether the the, the situation here is fictionalized, fictionalized to to really see the the situation that we are really grappling with at the moment and uh, take action because we have seen a situation where we've left the issue of high cost of living to politicians, we, like, right now, people are demonstrating, people are going on, pro- in, uh, people are going for de- demonstrations, that are saying Ruto should actually reduce the cost of living. Ruto should actually uh, bring down the, the, co- the cost of hunger. But I feel we are giving politicians much spotlight because there are so many stakeholders in the society. It's not just the politicians. They are journalists, they are artists, there are so many people. So I will really see in the future, or Blind spot should actually give us that impetus to to actually get involved more as ordinary people, as, 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 as journalists, as, uh, as a lawyer. We need to get more involved in the issue of food security. We need to get involved more in the issue of climate change because this is a reality that is affecting so many parts of this country. And uh, if, if, if we can take that kind of route, then I believe... Kenya can be a prosperous uh, nation or country. Like, uh, we're not going to be perfect, years, but we're going to get to in the right direction.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. I yeah. think I underestimated the discussion today, yeah. but the discussion has actually been very, very interesting. Yeah. Thank you all for creating time to join us. Yeah. And also, thank you so much to our listeners for listening in. Share, like, subscribe, and download the graphic novel. The link is on the show notes. And we really hope that this discussion inspires you either as an artist as a creative to do something in your space and it also inspires you and also maybe just reading the blind spot we hope it inspires you to consider agroecological alternatives as a solution to chronic food insecurity and to be a champion for the realization of the right to food in kenya yeah. thank you so much thank you, Feli. thank you thank
2: you thank you thank you, Feli.
0: You can download the blind spot at the Root2Food website roottofood.org or the Freehand Studios website freehandmovement.com.